Blog Talk Radio. So, good evening, everybody, uh, to Winchester Radio Podcast. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about episode 16 called Out with the Old. Um, you can hear me. I hear a little like road noise in there. Uh, sorry about that. Um, just a, a little bit of business first. Our guest call-in number is 347-205-9801. Um, uh, thank you very much. If you're listening live, you can also go back to our site and download the podcast and listen later. Uh, you can always find our links on winchesterroads.com. Click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can download us through iTunes. You can come to blogtalkradio.com, Media Boulevard, and uh, find us that way. And also, we're always on Facebook and Twitter, all the links and information that you need about the podcast and all the other supernatural news. And we're Winchester Bros on both of those things. Vinny and Clarity, Vinny and Clarity, um, we seem to be getting a lot of um, background noise. Maybe I can recommend that when we're when we're not actually talking, we mute our phones. That way, we won't get the background noise. Okay. 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 Sounds good. Everybody still there? <laughs> <laughs> I know we all just disappeared. <laughs> um. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, um, well, episode time, uh, Out with the Old, and I don't know if you all got it, but there was a Ford commercial on uh, at the end of my episode, and Mike Rose said, out with the old, in with the new, right in the, in the commercial, and I, I had to laugh, because it was a very appropriate uh, place to have this commercial. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sure it wasn't planned, but I just thought it was funny. Uh-huh. I totally missed that commercial. I didn't see. I didn't get that one. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was local, but it was fun. Um, completely different thing, of course. Um, that was a fun, uh, fun episode. An interesting episode. One of those that starts out as looks like a regular case, but then turns into something much bigger. Um, the Leviathans, uh, and we got a little more information on them. And, of course, the ending with uh, Frank disappearing and his trailer completely trashed and, and blood splattered here and there. And um, I'm kind of worried about Frank, but he seems to have a knack for surviving and taking care of himself. So I hope he's okay out there somewhere. Just the fact that we didn't see him and we didn't see what happened, I'm hopeful that he's out and there. And in, in my opinion, which is probably the unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. I, I hope he's not okay. <laughs> and I like Frank. <laughs> I like Frank, don't get me wrong. I think the character mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. And he has some of my favorite lines. But I'm not comfortable with having them kill off Bobby and kind of get us as like a substitute Bobby, like another paranoid bastard who has all the information. 
as as soon as they showed that with uh, Frank there at the end, I thought Benny's going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel kind of bad that I've been wishing for this. Like I'm like, no, Frank's got to go. Frank's got to go. But I feel kind of bad that you know, for all intents and purposes, right now I got my way. And usually you don't feel bad when you get your way, but I do. <laughs> I see. I don't. I don't see him even vaguely close as a body. He's like focused on one project, mostly the Leviathans. He has no real fondness for them. He was like nice to Dean once. <laughs> um, he's not a hunter. He's paranoid. Um, I think he looks out for number one mostly. So for me, he's he's not he's not a Bobby, except they might be the same age bracket or something, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the attachment to him like I did Bobby. I don't think Dean and Sam either. Though the look on Dean's and Sam's faces at the end were sort of, oh, you know, oh no, not again, you know. <laughs> Truly, I just feel I just feel like the writers kind of played that emotional game with us in killing off Bobby, and when really you're, you're, they're clearly showing me that the character. The premise of the character was still useful mm-hmm. and still necessary, and so I feel like it was just also the emotional, the emotional pull, not for the storytelling. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised that they pay that they played Bad Moon Rising there at the end because, yeah. as, as, as everybody knows, you know that's the Impala Crash song, you know from Devil Strap. And yeah. so as soon as that as soon as that started playing, it's like this is not going to end well. This is going to be bad. <laughs> no, and, that's a bad sign. <laughs> and, but I, I don't understand why they played it for this, unless it's going to be something. Whatever happened to Frank is something that's even more going to be even bigger than just the death of Frank. You know, right. because that song is such an important song in mm-hmm. natural history that I think it must be a portent to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it where it was music overlaying the scene and then when they pull up to Frank's, it's coming out of Frank's trailer. So clearly before, you know, they knew what they were doing with the song. and everything, look what happened. 
in the next episode. It was huge. John died. Dean was in a coma. You know, it, it was a big change in the Supernatural storyline. Uh, uh-huh. So m- maybe with them playing it at the end here, it means the next episode is going to be a huge change, too. Uh-huh. Well, that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, between the preview and the little sneak peek for next week's episode, um, yep, it's a big one. <laughs> we usually save our spoilery discussions for the end of the podcast, so about the episode, I, um, it's a demon, a dancing demon, though something isn't right here, because it, <laughs> you know, it felt just like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it turned, I like the episode, it, everybody thought, you know, from this episode description and everything, it was all going to be about the shoes, but it mm-hmm. turned out that, nah, the shoes were done with within, like, the first 10 minutes, and... I could have had another 30 minutes of the shoe thing. I loved the shoe thing. <laughs> well, I wanted to see Dean put those shoes on. <laughs> yes, Dean with the shoes was so funny. Yeah. I think Jensen played you know that whole kind of like an addict that wants their fix kind of portrayal, where it's just like, oh, but I want them. <laughs> I really that really really well and very believably. So. I like how he, he was just you know very wistfully look at the shoes like. Oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was kind of cuddling them and and everything. And the looks on their faces when they popped up into the back seat of the car. And you see Sam's oh, eyes just get really wide. And on a continuity level, I liked that if you go back and watch, that, you know, Dean touches the slippers because he had to take them off the little girl. But mm-hmm. Sam, from the very beginning, doesn't touch them. He has them on the pen from the time they walk out of the bathroom. So the continuity is really, really good in that, where after they figure it out, they don't touch anything anymore. Right. Right. And, they ha- and that's a difficult thing to keep tabs on, and it was done really, really well. Yeah. I like that they used um, the gloves they, they found in the woman with the tea kettle's house, the, the bright yellow dishwashing gloves. <laughs> Uh-huh. Instead of like having the latex already, it was like we only use what we have. But it was it was kind of fun and a bit of color, you know. But again, a little bit of continuity. Hmm? When they when they showed them with the yellow gloves, all I was thinking about was Warehouse 13 and how the thing the, with the cursed objects was so much like Warehouse 13. I don't know if you've ever watched it on Sci-Fi Channel, and they always use purple gloves so they don't touch the items and. So they don't touch the objects and everything. It's like, oh, if only those gloves were perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked the curse boxes because that's another bit of 
continuity. You know, we saw them in right. John's storage, and then they were, we got a whole bunch in this episode, and there's all these other different things in them. I noticed somebody, I can't recall, but somebody on Twitter mentioned why wasn't there blood on the ballet shoes. Well, because they're a cursed object, I would think, and, you know, the blood would just bounce off them because they're cursed. I mean, if they can move around, you know, and suddenly appear in the in the ladies' room and in the back seat of, of Sam and Dean's car, I'm I'm sure they can get the blood off. <laughs> so that didn't bother me. I loved how they changed sizes to fit whoever mm-hmm. they were focused on. So. I like when Dean said um Sam said, Dean, do they look like those are your size? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, and we had a little bit of fun, Dean, in this, too, where he talks about, you know, watching Black Swan twice and some tutu on tutu action. It's very much our Dean. <laughs> and I really, really like the guest stars in this episode. Um, Mary Page Keller, um, who I've, no, you know, seen on several things. I think the first thing I ever saw her on was Another World back in the 80s. And... Mm-hmm. Um, she was, you know, she was the main realtor lady. And then Brian uh-huh. Cuppel, I think that's how you pronounce his name, was George, her assistant. I thought he was excellent. And where I, I've recognized him from, he was in two Buffy episodes. He was in Beer Bad. He was one of the frat uh-huh. guys that got turned into a caveman. Uh-huh. And um, then he was in the next episode, which is the worst Buffy episode ever, Where the Wild Things Are, or uh, Buffy and Riley have sex the whole entire episode. He was the guy. Yeah. He was the guy with the orgasm wall. <laughs> that is not the worst Buffy episode. No, no, no. Oh, oh it, it so is. <laughs> it, no, yeah. Not the worst. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm no fan of Beer Bad either. <laughs> oh, I love Beer Bad. I love no. Beer Bad. And, no, no, they're not the. No, they're not the worst. There are worse. <laughs> I like to call it season six of Buffy. <laughs> but that's the worst episode. I like to call it season six. Yeah. I don't know the guys who played Scott Freeman, the son of the woman who owned mm-hmm. the shop, but he was really good. I really liked him. He reminded me, his speech patterns reminded me of Jeffrey in Repo Man. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah, I had to like look again. It's like I said, that you know couldn't possibly be the same actor, you know. But it was very, very similar to me. Um, I I thought it was uh, again just another little sign that the guys, the boys, uh, the brothers are a little more in tune with each other, and and they definitely learned from the past. Sam obviously didn't keep it a secret that he spoke to Lucifer and now Lucifer's talking all the time in his head. And Dean said, well, did you try the hand thing? You know, meaning, you know, did he rub the scar on his hand? And so he knew all about that too. And I'm I'm just, you know, because we spent so much time with them not talking to each other and not telling each other things, you know, the important things like that and trying to handle it on their own or not thinking the other could handle it. And it's it's very different. You get little bits and pieces of it. It's, it's I like it. My favorite part of that was I'm a terrible Supernatural fan because I don't like Led Zeppelin. 
so the fact that he was like, you know, stairway, and he was like, oh, the stairway's a good time. And not after six times, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> You know what I'm I'm I like I like I actually like Robert Plant as a solo artist. I'm I'm okay with Led Zeppelin but I really don't care for Stairway to Heaven at all. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah, Stairway to Heaven they do um, whenever they do like two for twos, I'm sure every city has their their rock station does like a two for twos kind of thing. And you know, if you do two Led Zeppelin songs, that's a half hour of my life. Like that's my entire drive. I know. Yeah, it's a it's a long one, but it's it's a big stairway to heaven. <laughs> yeah, I can under, um, I can see where it works for for Dean because he's driving cross country. I'm not. And yeah. yeah. Um. And Sam used the name of Bruce Hornsby, the singer. We said Bruce mm-hmm. Hornsby in the range, and I thought, and Dean just looks at him kind of like, "How are you, my brother?" With that kind of musical knowledge. <laughs> But it was kind of the way that he was also like, eh, that works. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, whatever. Um, I thought, it makes also, me, I think... It makes me want, I, I was thinking, was Lucifer singing Bruce Hornsby songs at that moment? Because why would Bruce Hornsby pop into his head? <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't think about that, Lucifer. I wonder if he's just had a whole concert going <laughs> this time. <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah. Um, another little thing I thought was different for them um, when they went in as the FBI guys in the police station the cop couldn't have cared less you know it's like usually they get whatever they want and it's relatively you know they're relatively impressive but this cop couldn't have cared less (laughs) talking about somebody not caring less the okay the kid with the gramophone you know Sam just broke into their house, you know, yeah, sure, he saved the mom uh-huh. from the son killing her, but he just broke in their house. The mom didn't know at the time that the kid was coming at her with a knife, and <laughs> she had no idea I who he was. I thought, yeah, no you know, questions it after the fact. They're like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and take our grandma's phone, stranger. I have no idea who you are, but go ahead. <laughs> well, and the little yeah. boy going, that's mine. I'm like, oh, really, kid? No. <laughs> I know, and, and our kid almost stabbed her with this giant butcher knife, and it's just like, oh, well, I'll go back to my game on my iPad, and Mom will go back to, you know, drinking tea or whatever she was doing. Like, Holy cow. But, but that scene, though, was interesting because the other cursed objects um, showed them killing the person the object was focused on, and this cursed object provoked the boy to kill someone else. And not that it was really big and important in the grand scheme of the episode, but I just thought it was interesting that instead of focusing on the person who bought the object, it provoked somebody else to kill, to kill, or try to kill. I like that they did it that way, because the whole time I was thinking, well, how on earth is a gramophone going to kill a person? Like, how? Like, is it going to be lame? <laughs> Because I was really impressed with the, with the tea kettle one because you know you, the scene is set up and you're you're watching her and you're already prepared for mm-hmm. the gore of her chopping her fingers off and just you can already picture in your head that she's going to keep chopping and chopping and chopping all the way up her own body. Mm-hmm. Create all these scenarios that all involve sharp blood. 
and they did really good with that thing because they passed over a bunch of different objects. Like they showed the old meat grinder, and they showed uh-huh. an antique pair. They showed an antique pair of scissors. You know, it made you guess which one is going to be the object. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole time, the whole time all you're thinking is sharp and blood, sharp and blood. And <laughs> I have to say, like, I don't freak out very easily. I don't. I like I like gore. I, I'm all for it, but the boiling water that was rough. Yeah. That was that was you know well played supernatural because that was rough to watch. Yeah, it's like in Magnificent Seven when the, the hunter I've forgotten his name, um, but it was the hunting uh, couple, married couple, and he drank the what drain cleaner that was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> and even that one wasn't as hard for me as this the boiling water was. That mm-hmm. I don't know. That was super rough for me. Yeah. Um, I. That scene with Sam and Dean trying to wrestle the ballet shoes off the little girl, I just laughed and laughed. I loved how the little girl kept saying, kept apologizing after she would kick Dean. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trying to wrestle the shoes off her. Very funny. Oh, and going back to the cursed objects thing, did you notice the name of the guy and where he lived who had the um, cursed yeah, wasn't his um, name like Yankit? Mr. Yankit, and he lived on Johnson? Yeah, his <laughs> Mr. Yankit on Johnson Lane, yeah. You know, really <laughs> obvious there. <laughs> I, I, know. I heard the Johnson Lane, but I, I missed the name, and I did, I thought that was very funny, Death, Death by Antique Porn. <laughs> we probably don't want to discuss it too much. It's just like Dean. It's like you know, you don't really want to know. Yeah, just, I love that. Like that's not even you don't even get to see that. Nothing. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't get to see that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Dean yeah, can follow that one. one on his own. I don't need to be there for it. I do have to say that. I had a slight disconnect with the little girl, you know, the fact that, oh, okay, so your daughter's into ballet and you just happen to have a lace over. And then, you know, she walks in, she tries in the shoes. Like, I would have I would have run screaming from a magical pair of shoes in the middle of the bathroom that followed me. I would have run screaming. So. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, like that's I don't know. Like, does it t- does it count if you touch them through the bag? Does that count? How would that count? So it wouldn't have been that she would be be under the spell. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she, was, think, she was a little too old to have to be that naive. I wonder if the shoes just, you know, maybe they they latched onto her because, you know, she all she liked the shoes just because she's a little girl and a ballerina. And maybe the shoes somehow sense that or something. I don't know, because they made it seem as though you have to touch the object. Right, right. right. That was seen. Oh, that's how it them directly. Yeah, she didn't touch them directly until she sat down and to put them down, put them on. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually thought when she got up to go to the bathroom that she was going to pick up the bag and, and take them with too. her to the little girl's room. I thought she was totally going to pull the sneak attack and take him with her, but. Yeah. Oh, well. 
I want to know. But that did how establish they... that the shoes can move by themselves. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they did the her spinning. You know, what was she on that had her spinning? You know, I'd like to see like a behind the scenes for that and how they filmed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I like how they juxtaposed it with the janitor mopping the floor, you know, very oh. dramatically. Oh, yeah, and she... The first ballerina, yeah, because at first it made you think, because the way the um, whatever moves the mop was making was the moves that that ballerina woman was doing. So it made uh-huh. you think at first that the janitor was choreographing it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a beautiful piece of music. Do you... I I didn't recognize it. I mean, it was it was familiar, but I don't know the name of it. But it was very beautiful. Yeah, I definitely heard it before, but I am not up on my. Mm, me either. <laughs> Anybody yeah. know? Let us know. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure somebody you out there somewhere knows exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm last on all my ballets. I used to be really into that and classical music and. Not anymore. It's been about 20 years, so. Hmm. Um, I was going to say, oh, in the whole mop scene, it it sort of bookends a little bit with finding the mop and bucket in um, the out with the old store at the end that George tells um, Sam to dunk him in. You know, it's like, I, I don't think they related, but I just thought, well, that's interesting. The show started with a mop and bucket and it's ending with a mop and bucket. <laughs> and I oh, kept... Go ahead. I like the way they kind of layered the episode because, you know, you think it's something... You know, just that, you know, you're kind of eyeing the mop like, wait a minute, you're doing the same movement. And then when, you, when you're introduced to Scott and he has all the curse boxes and all that, you're still kind of side-eyeing him going... Don't trust you. Mm. And so I like the layering of that. Of you know, it was it wasn't your typical. You, know, you tend to know in supernatural who you're looking for, mm-hmm. but this was this was a bit more layered, and I liked that. Yeah, um, Joyce, realtor Bickleby, Joyce Bickleby, the realtor Leviathan, and her assistant George. I felt so sorry for George. All I kept thinking is. The devil wears a red real estate blazer. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> and I, I, I loved their relationship between each other. I mean, I thought the actors did really, really well. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I liked... I like that he actually remembered how her order was supposed to be, George and Rickleby. Like, he actually did remember her order because I thought he's going to mess it up. And then mm-hmm. when the barista messes it up, he's like, no, she's going to taste it. <laughs> and then she did. <laughs> yeah, and that coffee guy was like the anti-Starbucks. You know, they're always so helpful and nice. Of course, I'll make it over right. for you and follow along. I've guy was like, I don't care. I've coffee shop where they did that. Never. I loved when he said, oh, he said, you can eat me. And George was like, don't tempt me. Yeah. I did love that. Yeah. I bet you if George had time, he would have, like, you know, circled around and had a snack later that night of one coffee guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure they're having to come in and mess it all up. 
I love the scene of it starts out with just Dean in the diner and then Sam and Dean because we never see them in like an open diner like that was, you know, with the glass, big glass windows and everything. And how mm-hmm. they would sh- they shot the scene from sometimes across the street so you could see Dean mm-hmm. sitting inside and everything. I really liked that how that whole scene was filmed. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of beautiful scenes in this, and, and it was like the snow. The snow was such a beautiful effect all yeah. through it, like when Dean's sitting at the table and you see the windows behind them and it's snowing, you know, it's snowing through the windows and him and, and them walking around the snow. I loved how they were wearing their long coats. It was just beautiful. I loved how and that opening scene when they're um, standing there by the river it with all the snow and you see the church in the background. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just gorgeous. It looked, but they look so cold. <laughs> and then at the end, when they go to Frank's trailer and it's raining and cold, I'm like, oh, I'm, I feel for all you guys, you know, in front of the camera and behind the camera that night. Like, oh, it must have been cold. Speaking of Leviathan, James Patrick Stewart, who plays Dick Roman, he's uh-huh. um, tw- he tweeted earlier today. How do you solve a problem like um, Dick Roman? And um, Jim Michaels replied to him about um, wash his clothes in fab because it has borax. And James Patrick Stewart just a few seconds ago uh, replied, borax, been there, done that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great, <laughs> Dick Roman. He's just wonderful. He really is. He's got that just, like, overly polite smarminess down so good, like, such a politician. Yeah. And and Joyce and George's whole conversation, you know, it's like, oh, my God, it's a Winchester. You know, of course I know it's Sam Winchester. And then he says, I'm, I'm going to eat him. And she's like, I'm not going to let you eat him. Do you think I can take your word for it? You're going to bring him to me and I'm going to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just ludicrous, you know, the way they were talking about. And what, and what are the Leviathan's? up to what are they doing they're buying all yeah. this stuff and and it's the big picture it's you're not getting it it's we're just here to help okay. i've been thinking about that because he said they're going to heal cancer and they're there to help i've mm-hmm. been wondering if whatever this is they're going to come up with some kind of vaccine or something that everybody around the world's going to take that will make them more susceptible to them or something, you know. It's mm-hmm. something where they're go- they're trying to take over the world, basically, is what, to me, you know. And so I'm wondering if that's what it is. Their research centers, they're coming up with some kind of serum or vaccine or something that everybody will think is really good. It will cure cancer, but then mm-hmm. it also makes you more susceptible or turns you into maybe a Leviathan. That could be... Do they need more leviathans? They seem to, like, happily turn on each other just as easily as they work together. And this whole thing with them saying, oh, we're going to cure cancer and all that, did you watch the original miniseries of V? Because in V, when the visitors first came to Earth, everybody loved them and welcomed them because they were curing diseases right and left, and they were nothing but these wonderful, benevolent, uh, uh, helpful aliens, and of course, once they got everybody, you know, sucked in, that's when they turned them into food. So I kind of wonder if 
Dick Roman and his gang are coming at it from that direction. You know, they're not going to take over violently. But I assumed, and then the reference actually went over my head, so I was so busy going, what? And I didn't watch V, but it did make me, um, I had, um, I had said that I was confused, and Ginger actually was like, oh, God, Vinny, and she sent me the link to the Soylent Green page. I was like, oh, of course, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I thought of immediately was Soylent Green, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was because I was so they were going to be food. That I wasn't <laughs> listening. Yeah, I was so busy listening to what he was saying that I wasn't really listening. So as soon as Ginger was like, no, I was like, oh, God, I'm a moron. <laughs> Yeah, soil and green is people. <laughs> yep, people are good food. So yeah, as soon as those, as soon as she this is Frank Black's password in Millennium. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, so maybe maybe that's it. Um, I also like the scene of Dean in the in the diner looking at the pie in the case. Uh huh. It's, it's just a little mm-hmm. tiny throwaway, you know, but I, I like it. Dean loves pie. I thought it was it was really different to see Sam and Dean driving around that little truck. Yeah. Mhm. The Firebird suited them at the beginning. The Firebird that suits them, but the truck. Hmm. <laughs> that in the trailer. <laughs> I want to know how they got. I want to know how they got that big safe out of. The store and into their little U-Haul because you know that safes weigh, weigh a ton. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I mean, they're very strong, very big. Big. Maybe they did the whole. You know the trick when you move furniture where you put it on the blanket and you drag it. Maybe. Oh, the 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 moving discs. You can put those discs on the floor and you can move your couch uh-huh. or big TV or remember. So maybe it was something something like that. Um, we used to wheels. always do it with like a thick quilt and like ease yeah. it under and then bag. Did we ever see the bottom of the safe? Because maybe it was on wheels or maybe they put it on wheels and then just rolled it out to the truck or something. <laughs> um, I wonder, I, I'm assuming George is dead. I like that. Um, it was fun to see Sam with a sword in his hand. That was cool. It was great. And then he yeah, took off... Um, Joyce's head, I, I assume George met the same fate and yeah. he's in separate bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he was also taken care of. But they just know I have, like, the time consumption, the redundancy of having another Leviathan death on screen, which yeah. was going to be such a swift kill. Um, but yeah. I did I like the idea of it. I figured. Yeah. yeah. I did like um, the idea of George helping them and then helping them solely because he hated her so much. Right, and he wasn't helping them at all. And I love that Sam and Dean had none of it. It's like, you think we're going to help you out and do something for you? Uh, No. No, Georgie. (laughs) Think again. Because sometimes, you know, the the Winchesters are so twisted sometimes that you can kind of feel like, well, you know, they might have gone for it. And the fact that, you know, their moral compass is still there enough that they're like, no, no, no. It's just weird. It's not Oh yeah, it's it's you know it's the old frog and scorpion story. You know, it's like you can't change their nature. They couldn't trust George, and you know he his whole demeanor changed when Joyce was dead. He he turned into the same you know arrogant smarmy 
snide Leviathan that we've come to know so well. And they were like, you know, they're not going to let him go. Thank goodness. Totally. I was even kind of wondering if he actually was a Leviathan, you know, up until the barista thing when he, you know, he, you know, told the guy, yeah, he might eat him after all because he was so, you know, timid with her. And, you know, she's like, do you know how many assistants I've been through? So uh, it made me wonder if, you know, they were actually hiring humans. But, no, he was a Leviathan. Yeah. I wonder if they were all Leviathans. Maybe she turned, maybe, can can you make a Leviathan? Or did they all come through Castile? I think it's all the Leviathans. Yeah, I think they all. Yeah, it's all the, uh, the Leviathans. It's all the Leviathans that came through with Castiel, right? Mhm. Yeah, because I don't think you can make any more that we know of. Maybe, hey, maybe that's the whole research facility that they're planning. Maybe they're trying to figure out a way to make more. Oh, maybe. I wonder if they're working on a way to get some kind of immunity to the borax. They need it. That's an idea too, yeah, because that's basically the only weapon anybody has against them, unless there's mm-hmm. something else that we don't know about yet. Yeah, just the fact you got to get close enough to close enough to take off their head, and that's you know, <laughs> that's a got to get close enough to do it. You got to be halfway decent with a with a sword. Um. Somebody out there is writing a Highlander the series <laughs> crossover <laughs> with the Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be awesome. <laughs> now that, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure most people know this, but where they filmed this episode was in Fort Langley, which was where Croatellan was um, at and Shut Up Dr. Phil and, you know, tons of episodes have been filmed there. And, the building that they used for um, the antique shop is basically kind of right next door to the big yellow building that they used in Shut Up, Dr. Phil. I'm sh- I don't remember the real name of the building. And it's also the side of the building is used in um, Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. That's where um, Jared as Thomas Kincaid paints the big mural of the town is on the side of this building. Oh, right. Oh, I was going through our pictures from um, Vinny and I, our trip back uh, last August for VanCon and everything, and I had pictures of this building, and it was cool to, like, pause the TV screen and compare to what it looks like, you know, normally to how they fixed it up for the for the episode. It was just pretty cool. Mm. And the, the place where, um, Vinny, I don't know if you... Um, figure, you probably figured it out too. The place that was supposed to be the guy's hardware store. Um, mm-hmm. was, that's that, and that's that little ice cream shop that we stopped at, and we parked at, and went in at Pop and everything. Oh no, I'm terrible at recognizing locations. I'm one of those people that like totally believes the magic of TV visually. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I when am Sam terrible Hayes- at recognizing places. When Sam and like Dean were in the car, this, 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 I'm like, I will take your word for it. <laughs> when Sam, when Sam and Dean were in the car and the ballet shoes popped up behind them in the back seat, they were parked basically where we um, parked our car. Oh, no. 
Yeah, you could tell me they filmed in Chicago. I'd be like, no, uh. <laughs> no, I'm not good at that ever. <laughs> and it's it's pretty close. It's right down um right down the road and a bit and to where the river and all that is. It's all really close. Okay. As we walked down there to that spot. And that church that you see across, it was mm-hmm. used in, uh, I get all those little white church episodes mixed up. But that church was definitely used in an episode. <laughs> they they show so many little white churches on this show, I don't remember. Amanda, if you're listening, because I know you've been tweeting to us, if you, I know you know which church that is, which episode that church was in. So tweet us and let us know, Amanda, which episode that church was in. Yeah, Amanda That's blows funny. me when she's like, this location, this location. I'm like, I, how do you, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and I do remember, because the, the soda shop that she just tweeted about, I, that's the one that we always get drinks at when we're in that area. Oh, she said she said Country Lane Antiques is the, name, is the actual name of the place. Okay, and she said the church is from 99 Problems in the background. Ah, okay. Ah. Thank you, Amanda. You can always count on her. She always knows her stuff. <laughs> Thank you, <True>. Amanda. <laughs> oh, and it was from Route 66, too, where the guy burns the choir, is what she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amanda knows her location info. She is phenomenal at it. Um, oh. Just fast forward the entire episode without reading the title today. What was that? I had put my episodes to have it on the background to fast forward to the commercial and completely got into what we were talking about and fast forward to the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It happened. Um, oh, no, Amanda, Amanda said, no, she's wrong. Those churches were two separate ones. Uh, that's okay. okay. It's okay, Amanda. You're allowed to have one mistake every now and then. That's okay. <laughs> and um, when Scott calls Sam about the supposed mirror, I was actually, like, part of me was expecting it to be another cursed object. And that they would have to deal with that what with the Leviathan. So a little surprised that they were making him lie because... It, it would have to be how closely were they following what the Winchesters were there for. I was worried that he was turning, that he was had been working against them the whole time, is what I was well, worried. That's why I said earlier about, like, you never knew whether to trust him or not through the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. I was really, really, really worried when Sam fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, uh, I was I was yelling at the screen. Wake up, Sam! Wake up, Sam! <laughs> <laughs> and especially in retrospect, having that scene, and then later on hearing "Bad Moon Rising," pretty yeah. eerie. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I know between the tractor trailer and Sam falling asleep, and then "Bad Moon Rising," it was interesting. <laughs> 
little callbacks there. You know, again, we're not sure exactly the meaning of Bad Moon Rising at the end, significance, but definitely gave me a flashback. Now, um, this episode was written by um, Bob Singer and Jenny Klein. And Jenny Klein, she's on Twitter. I think her Twitter name is Jenny Del Herpes. Um, yeah, so interesting name. <laughs> yeah, I did a double and, take one, one time when I saw her tweet. I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, then the director was John Showalter. I know he's directed quite a few episodes before, hasn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. He did a mm-hmm. lovely job on this one. I also enjoy the artful blood splatter underneath the ballerina without feet in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, ooh, we planned that. <laughs> Very artful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was lovely direction, especially with all the snow. It was a gorgeous episode. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. I moved this a little farther along. You know, this is this is episode sixteen. Seventeen is next week, and you know things are starting to wind down. We've got well twenty three episodes, so seven more, mm-hmm. and they're actually they're starting to film twenty two because Guy B is directing our dear our dear friend Guy B. Um, went off to Vancouver. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, is he he's is he scouting right now and then they'll be filming twenty yeah. two next week? He just went up on Thursday, I believe. Yeah, he just got up there Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Very cool. But but episode twenty two and ordinarily that'd be the last one. That'd be the finale, but nope, one more. And I really hope we hear sooner than later about next season. And Jensen mentioned at the um, convention a couple weeks ago that if they get a season eight, they've already been, um, that they'll make it more episodes than normal and that they would start shooting sooner this year than they normally do. It would be be an extended season. I'm wondering how extended. Like, I'm assuming 25 episodes, but I don't Hmm. know. Back in the day, back in the 90s and so, I know X-Files used to, some, you know, some seasons they would get like 20 episodes, the next season they would get 25, the next one 23, you know, there was never, mm-hmm. a, set amount, there was never a set amount of episodes. Well, that's, yeah, how, well, um, that's how Queer Spoke was. The first season was 22, the second season was also 22, and then it was 20, 16, and then 13, something like that. So well, it's kind of making up for the season where it was the writer strike because we got a short season of 16, so we're trying to make up at least six or seven episodes there. <laughs> and what I'm hoping is, what I'm hoping is, you know, I feel fairly confident in thinking that we're getting to season eight. Just everything's gone so well, and I just refuse to believe that they put that much money into the Impala for us to see her for only like a couple of episodes. Assuming we mm-hmm. see her right in the season, so I re- I refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. So I feel very pro season eight. Mm-hmm. And usually, I'm thinking that 
hopefully we'll get a season nine as well because usually for last seasons you get an abbreviated season. So you can get, you know, as much momentum and get it all out there at once. Mm-hmm. Um, like with One Tree Hill, for example. So I'm yeah, again, I'd like to hear it because, uh, you know, CBS did just did their, like, huge, like a huge announcement of tons of shows that they've renewed early. And they haven't and really, nobody's ever, yeah, it was. Um, I, who knows? I understand, um, gosh, I'm sorry, the, the new president of the CW, the one Mark who actually Edwin. knows and likes Supernatural, um, he seems very positive Mark. and upbeat about them. Mark Pedowitz. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. He um, seems to be much more supportive of Supernatural, which is nice. I think he especially knows who they are. Nice change. Yeah. I, think, I think he gets it better. Could be because he's a guy. I don't know, but he just seems to be more on the pulse of it. Existence. Um, while I'm thinking about it, I want to mention the fundraiser. Uh, right at this moment, we're at $37,250 for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. If you haven't already heard, um, Jared announced at the Burbank Convention that he and Genevieve are going to match every dollar that's raised. So that's just amazing. All the money yes. is being yeah. raised for just food. So it's not too late to donate. Um, we get we pre, we gave Jared a card with all the names of everybody who had donated up until February 9th, and Jared requested another card to be made with everybody else's name um, since February 9th. So we be, we'll be making another card with all the names of everybody from February 9th until it ends. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you want to donate, you'll get your name in the card. Also, we still have the we'll be doing a prize drawing. Um, of everybody who's donated since the very first day, um, your name will put, be put into a drawing to win uh, lots of, you know, we've got some really great prizes. So, you know, plus, you know, you're you're helping children with cancer. So, I mean, it's a win-win situation. Yes, and pretty amazing. And so far, as far as we can tell, baby boy Padalecki has not made his arrival yet. I think he was due a few days ago, but... Haven't heard anything. <laughs> he's taking his time. He's just he's just pushing up the Saint Jude total. <laughs> Which is, that, I like, think that's great thing. I'm gonna hang on here just a little bit longer. I think he's <laughs> waiting until it reaches forty thousand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Though I've been kind of thinking a lot about it today. You know, it's not you know. Just I don't know why. It just it just kept popping in my head. I was like, you know, I'm paying I'm like why. Why are you thinking about this, you know? But it just sort of was on my mind, so who knows? Maybe we'll hear something soon. So, let's see. What else is going on in the supernatural world this week? Um... Uh, casting spoiler, I'm thrilled to hear Felicia Day is going to be on an episode. Love Felicia Day. Yeah, I know. Queen of the, Queen of the Internet. 
as we like to call her. <laughs> uh, I know, that is very, off. very cool. Yeah, I would have to find it. I'm not sure who's, uh, whose video it is, um, but there's a there's a moment in it. It's, it's a YouTube video. It's on a YouTube series, web series, but they call her, or she calls them, and she basically says, like, your YouTube video is nothing if you don't have me in it. You're never like it's not it's never gonna get hit if you don't have me in it. <laughs> so maybe that to fight it, but um forget who it's by, but yeah. So Queen of the Internet. Supernatural should get tons of geek cred for having her in an episode. That's true. Well and if you think about it, in one season we've got uh James and Charisma and then we're gonna have Felicia Day. So really can't look out any harder for a season. And, you know, the guy who was one of the cavemen in Beer Bad, don't forget him. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, continuing the, the tradition of having lots of Jocelyn alum throughout the show, which mm. is never, ever a bad thing. Hey, we got Nick Lee. My one of my dream casting for for Supernatural, Nick Lee this year, and we've oh we've just had amazing guests this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not just them. It's been it's been quite a year, and there's still still more to come. I think. And I swear, if they may if they ever get Eliza Dushku, I may just die from the awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's a there's a, a really fun Doctor Who casting out there. And if you're also a Doctor Who fan and don't like to know spoilers, cover your ears for a second, but Ben Browder is going to be on an episode of Doctor Who upcoming. And I love him. You know, I love him. Farscape is one of the most amazing shows ever. And then he was on uh, Stargate, and he's great. And I would love to see him on. Are you going to have a casting spoiler? Because I covered my ears. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Are you done? Because I covered my ears. (laughs) Um, Now I am. Okay. <laughs> I was still talking about that person. Yeah, there's certain things that I'm very, not like full-on spoiler-phobic attack, but Supernatural is the only thing that I can't avoid spoilers for it, so I just, you know, accept it. Mm-hmm. But with pretty much all my other shows, except, you know, there's some shows where I will seek out spoilers for it, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them I tend to be pretty, pretty much in my own little bubble. Well, I'm glad I gave a warning. I said, just in case, I'm going to say, you well, know, I just, a, I just covered my ears. I just didn't know when I could uncover, so. <laughs> and person, the person that Clarity mentioned, I have to say, I've not, I've not watched any of the shows that that person has been in before. So I know, I know who that person is, but I've never watched their shows, so. Um, be interesting the, the, first, actually... the first show I mentioned that that person has been on, I I recommend it highly. It's absolutely, it's really really amazing. It's like it's one of those where just just hang on to the first three or four episodes, let them find their feet, and then they just just were amazing with all their very innovative episodes and and chances that they took and and everything. So I want to. Too much into it. I want to spoil. I think for Vinny, but but yeah. So the first show I mentioned was fantastic. I've always wanted. I've always like had that show 
in my Netflix queue for forever. I just never actually watched it. Mhm. Yeah. I, there's a lot of series I'd love to just have like a month off to do nothing but catch up on all the DVDs that I own that I haven't had a chance to watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's so oh. much good stuff out there. Yeah, I promised Vinny that I would give Queer as Folk a try this summer. She's been on to me about that one. Which one? Well, she will, will be quizzed. Queer as Folk? Mm-hmm. Oh, she yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of it, the the British version. Yeah. Right? I watched the British no. version. I watched the UK version as well, but... um. No, I'm sorry. I mean the American version. Oh, Gail Her- Gail Harold. Gail Harold. Yeah. You should just watch everything Gail Harold's in. It's like saying go watch something Jensen Ackles is in. You, it's pretty much a given. If you're going to watch yeah. anything that they're in, no matter what it is, no matter how bad it is, if their name is on it, you're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely recommend Queer as Folk. It's a very, very good series. I've seen, I won't say all of it, but I've seen most of it, and it's very good. Very good. And... um. Another Feel free to not watch season five, Becky. I, I will say that right now. If you want to okay. pretend that five doesn't happen, that's what I do. Aside from that, one through four, A+. Plus. Yeah, I loved Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, the TV series with Chris Potter, and Chris Potter was on Clara's Focus. And it shocked me because watching him on Kung Fu, The Legend, uh, uh, the series, The Legend Continues, I never would have guessed in a million years that He'd go on some on a show like Queer as Folk and totally commit. <laughs> so good for you, Chris. <laughs> uh, on a random note, going back to Supernatural, I don't know what the significance <laughs> was of them being Supernatural. Right? <laughs> what show is that? I don't know what the significance <laughs> was of Dean sitting in the lamplighter and it being spelled without the GH. But it was really yeah. funny to me because that's that's a strip club in my city. Spelled the exact same way they spelled on the show. Hmm. So I was like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Believe with with incorrect spelling. Yeah, lamplighter, and it was the it was a gallery and cafe, not just a diner. It was a gallery and cafe, which is yeah. I was like, why did he pick that place? There was um somebody who made it that. Hmm. There were a, a couple of Frank Frank's lines in this episode that I thought were so good. I mm. loved when I loved when he called Dean Fudge Pop. Yeah, <laughs> and I love when he the, the very first thing we told him. Oh, and one more thing, and he hung up on him. I want to use yeah. that so bad. <laughs> it makes me want to have a phone argument so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and I I loved when he asked him, said, um, "Can a dog play poker?" You know, like yeah. you know, for people, yeah, kind of like you know when people say, you know, is the Pope Catholic? You know, the answer yeah. of course is yes. Yeah. So it's like, can a dog play poker? And Dean's like, oh, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so serious. I don't know. But what and I like, he says, you know, my silence is, you know, your is the your cue and your cue. <laughs> well, and I like that Dean threw that back at him, and he's like, ah, touche. Like, yes. I like the way, as, 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 despite the way I feel about Frank's character existence, I enjoy the character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at times, I think he's a little too forcefully quippy, but it works in terms of the character. Mm. I like when Dean told him that he didn't want to double dip in his crazy sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if anybody out there listening knows who the barista is, could buggy me. So if you know who he, like, what else he's been in or his name, tweet us because it's driving me crazy. His face is so familiar. Who, 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 who was? The barista in the oh okay yeah the coffee place he's so familiar and I can't place him and it's been driving me crazy all since last night. So if anybody out there knows, let us know. <laughs> yeah, he was very familiar he to very me familiar. too. He may be one of those you know Vancouver actors that are in everything. It's uh. It's more that I, I need to know what he was in that I'm recognizing him from because it's something specific where he's playing a very, um, like, almost depressed kind of character, like an Eeyore type of character. Uh-huh. It's just driving me nuts, so. <laughs> Help. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be a while before the IMDb pages updated and accurate for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's missing some stuff. Yeah, sometimes super, uh, um sometimes the IMDb page just, you know, doesn't put, you know, the you know the um smaller guest stars on there and it bugs the crap out of me cuz I'm like, I want to know. Yeah. Mhm. Um, was he in the credits at the end of the episode? Probably, but I wouldn't. I would need. I think I need more for somebody to tell me this is what he's in, rather than mm-hmm. I don't think I'd recognize his name. Yes, but we could Google him and find out. Um, yeah, if someone knows his name, I guess that help. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Please, yeah. somebody, yeah. somebody, please, so Vinny can sleep tonight. <laughs> right? I don't jack myself at four in the morning. Go. Oh, it's. Let, let me know now. <laughs> I have to work tomorrow, so if you could just let me know now, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate you. Um, the other thing was, I thought it was really interesting that Bickleby had like. She turned into the shop owner in order to sign the paper. Yeah, and I thought so. I thought for a moment that she was going to say like she was going to kind of make she was kind of going to do what she wanted George to do with Scott. I thought she was going to take over that persona for a while. So I was surprised when she immediately changed back into her current host. Um, it, and she was signing the paper, you know. I was wondering, okay, what was the point of that? Was it because if she's turned into him, does that mean she gets his signature down? You know, she she signs his name like he does, and that way it looks legal, you know, with all the papers or what? You know, I couldn't figure out what the point was for that. Well, we do know that, you know, from when from when we had uh, Flash Fiction, 
we know that they do absorb their memories as well. Right. Um, so I assume that was it, but it was interesting to see it and to know that, you know, we already had garnered that she had had Scott's mom killed and now this man and, you know, what were, what were the police thinking about these bodies? Yeah. So. And it's a I don't understand why they didn't just eat them. Yeah, well, I, I didn't get why they didn't just eat them and have no nothing to dispose of. You just eat them. Yeah, so I guess I, I, it's it more gruesome to see a, a neck being snapped that is, you know, more jarring visually, but on a logical level, like, I was a little biased and I'd just be eating people. Was it because they just didn't want to, you know, have missing people, you know, caught, bring attention to that, or maybe, you know? Maybe. But, yeah, I thought it was really, you know, I was trying to figure out the point of turning into him for 10 seconds to sign the paper. Mm-hmm. Well, if they had to have his memory to know how to find his name and have it be legal, yeah, that's the only thing I can figure out. And at first, it didn't it didn't register on me that they were Leviathan. When she turned into him, I was like, shapeshifter. You know, it didn't it didn't <laughs> register for, for uh, a minute. But from the minute we first saw her and George talking to the shopkeeper trying to get him to sell outside, I was like Leviathan. Just her entire demeanor was so, you know. I but I didn't realize she. I didn't really catch that she was a realtor. I thought she was kind of being like a smarmy senator kind of thing, you know, smarmy governor trying to get like this area for a shopping mall. Yeah, that's where I was going. But I, I, I knew she was going to be a Leviathan. And. It had been so long since we'd seen a Leviathan, you know. I it didn't even hit me that they were didn't even I didn't even think about him being a Leviathan. You weren't. Nobody expects the Leviathan. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, next week's episode looks pretty amazing. It does. And really traumatic. Does. <laughs> and <Yeah>. traumatic. <laughs> Yeah, if there's All the way around. Who does have lots of promos, pull a Vinny and cover your ears. But I'm so excited to see Sam with facial hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my I favorite thing. <laughs> Me too. So I'm stoked. Because I was, I mean, I was so depressed when we saw flashbacks to when Dean was in hell uh, in season four, I forget which episode it was, um, but, you know, we saw the flashbacks to, to Sam, and, you know, here he's drunk and stumbling, stumbling around and barely surviving, but he's able to shave every day. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> Especially you go like, back to the earlier seasons where Dean always had that, that shadow of, that five o'clock shadow going to make Jensen look older, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. now he's yeah. so clean shaven in every episode because They've grown up. (laughs) (laughs) They are men now. It's not necessary, but you know, it's it's 
you miss the facial hair on him. You really do. Yeah, and, you know, like with Sam, you know, we've never really seen facial hair with Sam. So, mm-hmm. I like that, you know, like, so it'll, it, it's, you know, I like I like a good scruffy man. So I, mm-hmm. I do too. I'm looking forward to that part of it as well. It's one and, of those uh, things that's always kind of been a slight disconnect for me with Supernatural. And I seem that I don't read as much meta as I used to, but, you know, years ago when I used to read a lot of meta about the show, that the Winchesters in my brain, as opposed to, like, they're not Jensen and Jared. You know, Jensen and Jared have very nice teeth and very well-kempt hair. And to me, Sam and Dean don't smell that good. Their teeth aren't <laughs> perfect. I mean, they're all right. Their their hair is pretty greasy, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> like, not to say that. They're just this, they're, they're, their clothes are very worn. They're scruffy. So right. it would be nice to see the Winchesters in my head actually, you know, have Sam be that on screen. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we they have so many injuries and wounds and everything, and but you, you never see them with scars or, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and whenever like, you get a close-up of Whenever you get a close-up of their hands, you know, doing, you know, messing with a weapon, doing anything, they're so well manicured. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Sam and Dean have really gross fingernails. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, and Sam and Dean have the most disgusting fingernails. <laughs> it's one of my favorite If they even parts. have any. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, and the clothes are warm. But they, but we've seen they do laundry. And even Sam, you know, he was brushing his teeth even though he was sitting out in the hood of the car, you know, yeah, and they're the the water. So they try. But the scar thing gets me you know, because they should have so many different, yeah. you know, scars in and theory, injuries. They're very and, scarred and callous. And I feel like they just they smell like motel soap, <laughs> which is just that really <laughs> generic soap scent. Clothes got to roll over a lot because they're always bloody or torn or something, you know. And only so much laundry can can be done, you know. One mm-hmm. of my one of my favorite, um, probably my favorite line in Monster Movie, what you know when Dean's talking about how he's rehymenated, um, is he said <laughs> all of his crooked fre- crooked fingers from being broken mm-hmm. so many times are now yeah perfect mm-hmm. and everything like. Okay, so apparently they do have, you know, they did have, you know, the remnants of their injuries and everything, but we just never really noticed them, apparently. Yeah, but also also they've both been, you know, healed so many times. Well, they sort of started over again at least a couple of times a piece on their, on their bodies because they've been healed and, so many, you know, and come back so many times, all those, all those wounds and scars and whatever are are gone, but of course they start all over again. At the Burbank convention, actually, um, somebody asked Jensen about in his shirtless scene in Slice Girls, where was Castiel's handprint? And um, he came up, he gave two answers, which he said both were right, but I think the show one, which was the perfect answer, was when Castiel healed him at the end of Swan Song, Mm-hmm. That took away that took away all the scars and everything, so that it healed that handprint. Mm-hmm. So that's twice that we know for sure that Dean has been completely his body's been mm-hmm. blank slate again, right? Which is just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Winchester has all the luck. I have a few scars I'd like to have removed. Hmm. Indeed. Can I get an angel of the Lord, please? Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, I did definitely think of you, Becky, when they played Bad Moon Rising. Uh, because of my CCR hate. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh, she's just like, gritting her teeth right now. <laughs> and I... That's the only song that I don't want to just murder people when it comes on by CCR, <laughs> only because it's of Supernatural and, it, you know, it's purpose on the show. That's the only show, only one that I can listen to and not want to just pull my hair out. Mm-hmm. I hate John Fogarty. That's what Vinny's talking about. I hate him. His voice just <laughs> makes me want to die. I hate him. <laughs> We're in California. We had this big rant about John Fogarty. I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was like my first thought when I heard the song, and then my second was, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> I, one of my new favorite shows is The Finder, and I was telling Vinny, the very first episode this year, the very first scene on The Finder had John freaking Fogarty singing a song. And I'm like, no! <laughs> And she's a lot calmer about it now than when she was first telling me that story. <laughs> well, I am on air, so I'm calming it yes, down. Yes, so this is the this this is the the PG version of it. <laughs> oh. I did. Again, I always feel like I'm the one who like has little nitpicky gripes about things, but I'm just. I guess because I do the recaps, I'm like hyper observant of random, random things. But I really wish they would have called it a phonograph instead of a gramophone. Just because gramophone is like a brand name. and It's just one of those weird things that you like know and gives you like a twitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I really wish they would have called it phonograph. I just think it's a word that kind of flows better. And I don't know. Maybe that's a, like a, re- I don't know. Maybe that is like more of a regional thing because, you know, all the all the old folks in my area always call them photographs, but I know gramophone is a brand name, and maybe it was more abundant in some areas. I don't really know. But it's just one of those little twitchy things that happens, and, yeah, it was giving me a twitch. <laughs> and did anybody else, I swear, that music that was playing on the gramophone photograph, um, that song that was playing, I swear that's the same one that was playing in the Benders when the dad bender was in the kitchen chopping up body body parts, I guess, and Dean was sneaking around the house. I swear, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same song. Yeah, I would have to go back. It's been so long since I watched The Benders. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll have to go back and listen. There was... Because I always thought, you know, wow, not only are the benders, like, you know, backwards, living in the woods by themselves, but they're also, like, listening to music. It's, like, 100 years old. Mm. Mm. No social progression. Right. Did we... Hello? 
You guys there? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm here. Do we want to give the call-in number in case anybody wants to call in? Sure. Uh, here's our call-in number again, 347-205-9801. Anybody else have any thoughts on Out with the Old? It was great to finally get an episode after, you know, hiatus. And this time we're only getting this episode and two more, and then we go on another hiatus. So, but, and I... But it's this way every year. <laughs> I know a lot of yeah. a lot of fans forget. I think you know that it's this way every year, and it's not just Supernatural does this. It's you know all the shows have to mm-hmm. go on these winter, spring yeah. hiatus. My yeah, mom and, was watching uh, Supernatural with me for I don't know how like since second season because we only didn't watch season one live. So since second season, she's been watching the show with me, and every year when we do the hiatus, it's, she flips out. Every time, like, so like, no, there's she calls she's without her being plugged into fandom at all. She calls it the boys. Aww. like that. What she calls the show, like, are the boys on this week? Are the boys on? <laughs> and I tell, but I have to tell her no, and it's not going to be on for like two, four, six, eight weeks. She's just like, why? <laughs> like, I know. This is a tough time of year if you have to watch any shows. They all take breaks. It's 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 hard. Um. Speaking of things that happen at the same time. What happened? Wow. Um, Speaking of things that happen about the same time every year, the ratings tend to go down a little bit this time of year. Like in the spring, Mm -hmm. like after we've been gone and come back in March, I've noticed. They they went down a teeny tiny bit um, with this episode then from Repo Man. It happens for every show, right when you get around mm-hmm. spring, because people yeah. are, like, just bundled into their homes, and they kind of go let off all that stir craziness. Mm-hmm. But the, so. the ratings actually didn't actually go down, really, because no, every, they said the, they said it went down a tenth, but, see, every time when um, when we get the Friday night ratings the Saturday, they're always at like 0. 0.7, 0.7, and then when you get the full ratings, like on Monday or Tuesday, it raises it up to 0. 0.8. And mm-hmm. so I'm bet, you know, and we've we've basically stayed the exact same all year long, which I think, you know, sure it'd be great to go up. That would be awesome to go up, but we're not really going down. I think it's really mm-hmm. awesome that Supernatural has this group of viewers who are there Every single week, they don't go away, and it's mm-hmm. because the numbers are always basically the same. And I think that is so yep. awesome. It'd yep, be great definitely. to get new. It'd be great to get um, new viewers, but we're not losing any. That is a very good thing. Um, we have a caller, and then there was something else, but now I forgot what I was going to say. So we have a caller, so I'm going to put them on. Oh, hello. Hello, Winchester Radio. Hi. Oh, hi. hi. How are you? Um, I have a question. Talking about being picky. You know, Dean tells them that he saw Black Swan twice. Well, wouldn't he, Sam already know that? I mean, doesn't he know what Dean does? I mean, they live together, you know, all the time. <laughs> and so they do that a few times. Where one would say they did something, and I, and I always wanted to have him. Why didn't the other one know? I mean, 
He said he saw it twice. It's like five hours. So what was he supposed to be doing? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, oh last time was, was two years ago. So it could have been while Sam was gone. Yeah. Or it could be it could be maybe he downloaded it on the computer on his computer and like mm-hmm. watched it with with his earphones or something and Sam didn't know what he was watching. Yeah, he was up late one night, wide awake, and Sam was asleep, you know, back when he could sleep, <laughs> okay, and maybe watched it while he was asleep or something like that. Yeah, it could have been one of their, one of their times where they went, um, they go their separate ways. Mm. Is she in a little with each other? But it's a, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the wonder. car... In the car, does Sam say that he saw it too? No. I couldn't catch that line, and I, my closed caption wasn't working on the episode, and I couldn't catch what Sam says in the car. No, Sam the, didn't. the belly slippers are in the back? No, he didn't see it. I didn't catch that line either, and it drove me crazy. I must have. I must have. I rewound know, um, and rewound and and I couldn't. I couldn't get it. It was making me nuts. I was like, "What is Sam saying?" All I caught was the end. Something about black swan. Yeah. Yeah, so he saw it twice. Two two one two two. He said. Yeah, two 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 action. That was funny. Oh, Dean. <laughs> yeah, that's our Dean. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay. okay, thanks. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, yeah. Clarity, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was like, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah, it, it made me nuts. <laughs> I don't remember there being a line. I, I I don't remember there being a line that I couldn't tell what he said. So it's it's in the scene when they pull up to the antique shop and the slippers are in the back seat. Uh huh. And Dean says, Sam says, "Are you?" And Sam Dean says, "Getting the urge to uh to Prince Siegfried around, whatever he says." And then Sam says uh-huh. something after that, and I could not catch it. Okay, I remember that, and I remember I, I I knew what he said, but I don't remember what it was. I'll have to play it here, see if I can tell what he said. Yeah. So I figure once I can do my iTunes download, I haven't had a chance to download it to my iTunes, that'll have the closed caption option. But my TV didn't pick up closed captioning last night. If I can get it to, sometimes it's slow pulling it up on my Amazon account, I'll have to... Amanda had a good point. She said maybe Sam just assumed Dean was watching porn again. He didn't realize he was uh, watching Black Hawk. There you go. Yeah, that could be it. Which, I mean, if you've seen Black Swan, yeah, that's a valid assumption. You know, I haven't seen it, so. It's, it's risque, to say the least. <laughs> very so good, though. It is very good. So that's probably why Dean liked it. Mhm. Gotta love Dean. Yep. I do know that there's there's always concern every season with one of the characters not getting enough kind of not so much screen time but as much story time. Mm-hmm. But I do think 
I think over the seasons it's very well balanced, and I think we've got a good amount of what Sam's dealing with and Dean's. I always feel like it's very much what Sam's dealing with and Dean's reactions to what he's dealing with. And I think that gives it a good balance that you don't just get a one-dimensional view from the both of them, you get two different kinds of views. Hello? I'm here. I'm trying to listen to that scene and find out what they're saying. Oh, I thought we lost clarity for a second. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm here. Sometimes my phone is goes in and out. I'm, so I move it around trying to make sure it comes through. So I'm I'm sorry if I if it seems like I'm not here or not reacting. It's I promise it's not on purpose. It's my stupid phone service, I think. Okay, what Sam says is you really did see Black Swan. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Because all I can catch was Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it again, Louis, just to make sure. Does it look like your size? Show it. Yeah. Are you getting stronger instead of putting myself into a movie? Yeah. You really did see Black Swan because Dean says getting a strong urge to print Siegfried myself. Is that a character uh-huh. in Black Swan? Yes. Okay, and then because Sam says well, you really did. It's the character in Swan Lake. Okay, so and Sam says you really did see Black Swan. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Amanda just confirmed it. Amanda tweeted it too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And Karen Blue Eyes, also the same thing. So they both confirmed it. Thank oh, you both. I'm I'm wondering is, how did they hear it? And Vinny and I couldn't. <laughs> Does anybody know the barista's name? <laughs> oh, one down, one to go. Vinny needs that barista guy's name. It's very important to my. It's very relevant to my interests. Okay, well, anything else about the episode that we haven't talked about? Um, About the episode? I don't don't think so. Um, Have you guys had a chance to see Misha on MTV Top 10 yet? I haven't. I saw a YouTube clip of it. I haven't seen it yet either. It was basically him and a guy from Secret Circle, and they're talking about it, um, badass boys of the CW. And um, the guy from Secret Circle talks about, yeah, he's so badass. He has a French do- a French bulldog, this little bitty French bulldog that he carries around. So he's not so badass. And um, Misha, Misha mentions random acts. And I, it's really short. It's really short. Oh, okay. It's on my DVR, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. 
But it, it's it goes uh, the whole the whole segment. They're number five. It's number five, and the whole segment goes between Misha and the guy from Secret Circle. Uh, okay. Well, it's nice to see him out there. <laughs> I I rather enjoy this tag that the CW is doing the whole badass boys of the CW of the CW. Uh-huh. Um, I like that they're doing that because for so long it's just been this very gossip girly nine oh two one oh kind of kind of network and having it branch out into you know supernatural pay to have vampire diaries and now secret circle shows like that. Mhm. Super paid that way having this whole bad boys of the CW is really their way of recognizing that. Mhm. I really like it too. It's a lot of fun, and they definitely have some bad boys on there. Bad in a good way. So bad they're good. <laughs> I remember Misha also said that he was. Um, he thought it was really cool that he was um, being called a, a badass because he never considered himself a badass, <laughs> and that to be a badass boy you have to wear a tool belt. You have to know how to. Um, you have to know how to sharpen your um, chainsaw. And you have to have um, good support, and he meant a bra. So. <laughs> he's too funny, and he's so fast on his feet with comments, boy. <laughs> he's just a um, The other thing I was going to say, um, going kind of going back to what I was saying about the bad boys of CW, I also firmly believe that without Supernatural, we wouldn't have shows like Once Upon a Time now, or mm-hmm. the attempt at Grimm, even though I know Grimm's getting a second season, I don't understand why, but that's my opinion. But, you know, the fact that it can even exist, I don't think that could have happened eight years ago. I agree. I, yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, and, and now having The River and shows like that where that uh, the big three networks never touched that kind of genre before. It's been a long time. I mean, I mean well, and they had a tough time at first because you can we can go back and thank great great grandfather X Files, you know. And there was to, there was Twin Peaks in the nineties on ABC. Yes, which there's Twin no Peaks, way they but it's, but it's hard. It's hard yeah. to succeed and be that kind of genre, and there <laughs> seems to be quite a number of those shows this this time around, rather than maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. With Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, we had it so briefly, and X-Files, I think the reason, but X-Files was Fox, wasn't it? X-Files yeah. was Fox, yeah. Yeah. One, it was Twin Fox, Peaks. and two, it had, the, it had the, the, the excuse, and I'm using huge air quotes on that, of kind of being a, a love story in the making, so that, you know, other networks and, and Fox would kind of go, well, yeah, yeah, it's about this, but it's also about this. The supernatural doesn't have that to fall back on. And, you know, um, I think that's, that's a very big testament to what it's done. And Twin Peaks was on ABC, but it was only on for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So good, though. If you haven't watched it, definitely need to watch Twin Peaks. Yes, definitely. At least the first season. It was excellent and just amazing. Bob is still the all-time scariest character on television. 
I was telling Vinny about how Bob just creeped the crap out of me in the 90s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was really creepy. And the red room and the... Oh, that was just really, really, really freaky. David Lynch. So funny. Some scenes were just so funny, and the other scenes were just the scariest stuff I've ever seen. Yes. Kind of like, kind of like Twin Peaks. Uh, kind of like Supernatural. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you have to have that balance to make the show watchable. Right. Any show. Mhm. So I think on that note of me seeing Supernatural's Seven Years of Craving. I think that'll do us in for tonight. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to say. I'm good. Nope. I think I'm I think I'm okay. And uh well I'll see you guys next Saturday night for what promises to be a very interesting episode. And we thank everybody for listening tonight. And uh, if you're listening to your download or whatever, we're thankful for our listeners, no matter when and how you get it. Uh, Again, you can um, go to winchesterbros.com, click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can go to our Facebook and Twitter and always find the links and other supernatural news and their Winchester Bros. You can download us through iTunes. You can find us at blogtalkradio.com, Media Boulevard. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you.